This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. You want it or you want me to go? Uh, I thought you wanted me to start the show in a mask. It's all good, man. You do what you do. We can do it. Yes, sir. The lights on in here. Thanks for being responsible, though. No problem. Is it dark in here? I forgot to turn the lights on. I think the lights are all on. It just feels really dark in here. Yeah? I don't know why. Your eyes are probably adjusting for being outside. Yeah, maybe that's <laughs> Ah, big announcement day today. Big announcement coming down the pipe, Brent. American Idol-esque. Tease yep. it every segment. We're going to announce stay in it tune at 5.57. In the next two hours. Stay <laughs> tuned. Uh, so, hey, we'll have some fun with that coming up uh, here in a little bit. Um, you just heard the Sports Center update. A couple of stories uh, developing, and that is your Brewers and Cardinals uh, won't play today. They'll try to give it a go tomorrow. I would assume they'll wait to see uh, other tests when they come in. A lot of the tests have been coming in at like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. So I think tonight, later tonight, early tomorrow morning, will be a big uh, test result for both of those teams. And Antonio Brown, back in the news, uh, this time suspended uh, eight games. I wonder what that does for a potential comeback. I think I just saw recently, like, Lamar Jackson was saying he'd like to give uh, Antonio Brown a chance. Will a team give Antonio Brown a chance? Uh, We'll see. Jaguars rookies talk a little bit to the media. Really hard to gauge uh, what the Jag- what they're doing out on the football field right now. Too early to tell, and, and with no OTAs, we have not seen them. And speaking of that, Al Woods opts out, and it hit me today that I have no idea who Al Woods is. I've never met him. Hmm. I've never seen him in a Jags uniform on the field. Like, I don't know if it's a big loss or not for the Jags to, for him to opt out. I really cannot tell you. Now, you, we can we could tell, say, hey, yeah, well, that's a body, and it's a big body, and they added him, and it's a veteran, and it's a young team and all that stuff. But I don't know if that's a big loss or not. I really have a hard time getting a, a temperature check on it. Well, I mean, it comes down to this. Do you think potentially losing one of your starting nose tackles is a big deal? Um. I guess, but in the course of a season, you lose players. And so, I I mean, I honestly am thinking right now, this does nothing to change my thought uh, about anything on the Jags. And that's not to say we had them pegged as a nine and seven football team competing for a playoff spot or a 10 and six playoff uh, team competing for the AFC South. So I just like my barometer for the Jags doesn't slide with this move at all. They've got a little bit of uh, depth. In the interior, now it's it's questionable because you know you got Avery Jones, but you also have Devon Hamilton and well, uh, and I know they don't play the exact same thing, but yeah, this, you, uh, go ahead. What's uh, last year's draft pick too in the seventh round? Dontavious Russell. Uh, Russell, mm-hmm. another big body. So I mean, you have bodies, and that's a position where you can get a body. And to me, Al Woods was a big body. I don't know if he was a great player. I think he was a big body. Well, see, to me, I mean, listen. It's hard to comment on this right now because, once again, we don't know what the Jaguars are going to do on defense this year. But assuming that it's a lot like last year where nose tackle can be important, well, now you essentially lost possibly a starting nose tackle. To me, the training camp battle was going to come down between Avery Jones and Al Woods because I can't foresee right now uh, Hamilton playing that nose tackle spot. You know, because there's a difference. There's a difference between a three-technique 
and difference between a nose technique. You know, the, the, the nose technique is expected to take on double teams. Um, he's a little more on the bigger side as opposed to the three technique, who's a little more on the slimmer side. When I say slimmer, I mean still 300 pounds, obviously, but is known more for the explosiveness upfield. See, the nose tackle's job essentially is to line up over the center and take on double teams. All right. And I think Avery Jones has done a great job of it. It's a thankless job. Don't get me wrong. I think Al Woods was slated to do that as well. Now that he's gone, obviously, I think Avery Jones gets thrusted in that starting spot. And the question remains, can Dontavious Russell, a late-round draft pick from a couple years ago, fill into that backup spot or maybe push Avery Jones for a starting role? Yeah, and even before uh, the news of Al Woods came out today, I was thinking of a a show topic around the sixth hole. Uh, Must have been hitting it left or right or something, so I was thinking of other things. And uh, one of the things I thought of is, like, hey, who's out there still? Like, I think actually we were talking and the name uh, Bortles came up. And I'm not saying Bortles is going to help you on defense or help with the Relax, Jets, right? Yep. Uh, but I'm just saying his name came up to be like, oh, okay, I wonder who else is out there. Like, who hasn't been signed? Well, we brought up the other day, Marcel Darius has yet to be signed. Well, bam, right away, Al Woods goes down. Hey, Marcel Darius, how you doing? Are yeah. you healthy? Are you ready to go? And uh, word is he is, uh, from what I understand, he is healthy. So could the Jags just go make a, a quick move like that uh, with a guy out there? Mm-hmm. And and. You'd feel a lot better about the position, well, right, if, if they were to be able to sign Marcel Darius. And keep in mind, too, uh, Snacks Harrison's still available as well. So I think they have some options. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll be able to do something there. And listen, I like Avery Jones. Uh, but some people thought Avery Jones should have been a cap casualty at like $4 bucks. Good thing he isn't or wasn't. <laughs> yeah, you have some real problems. Though. And and Dontavious Russell, we have no idea. I'm just mm-hmm. He's a big, big dude. So uh, that's that's the first uh, uh ingredient you need to play that position be a big dude mm-hmm. and and he's certainly that so uh we'll, we'll consider some other things the jaguars can do and who else uh al woods to me was the perfect candidate for the jags to opt out i'll tell you why a little bit later on and who else could follow suit if anybody but the jags have their first uh opt out of 2020 uh they're not yet the new england patriots who i think lead the, the league yeah. with six of them mm-hmm. uh and uh, again the rookies talk we'll talk a little bit more about that nba back last night Coos, does that capture your attention? Oh, there was a huge argument in our household last night. Really? What do you got? I get NBA home from work. Or Red Sox Mets? I mean. No, I get home. I'm excited to watch some basketball. Yeah. I get home, some Grey's Anatomy's on the TV. Yeah. Ooh. And I'm like, hey, can we switch it to basketball? She's like, you've been wa- watching basketball all week. And I'm like, mm-mm. Yeah. No, I haven't. She's like, basketball's been back for like two weeks now You because I was watching the preseason games. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. One of those guys. I ruined it for myself. I had to go watch it on the small TV. <laughs> well, and listen, and that's the one of the biggest pieces of advice to any great marriage out there. Two TVs. You know, that two TVs can cure a lot of things. You know what's crazy about that? Today, Steph and I have been married 21 years. Congratulations. And, uh... Happy anniversary, Steph. See, I get to do that. Nobody else can do that. Oh, you can. You guys can. But uh, And uh, I'll tell you a little Steph story, too, about the anniversary in, in a little bit later on. But now that you bring that up, like, we have multiple TVs, but we don't use multiple TVs. Like, the kids use the upstairs TV when they're playing video games. And to be honest with you, that's all they use it for. They play video games. They don't watch a lot of TV. Now, like, if Kaylee's watching something she watched on her computer or her phone, Taiwan, it's just amazing. I, that still gets me. We tried to buy 
TVs as big as this wall <laughs> three years ago, and yeah. now we're all okay watching it right on this. Yeah. I mean, and we're fine with it. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, the TV downstairs, like kind of in our, our family room, that's the one we watch. Now, we did recently put a TV outside, mm-hmm. but we really don't watch like a lot out there. So that's it. So we have three TVs, one upstairs, one outside, if we want to stay out on the on the back area, and, and one in the family room. And so I, what I'm getting at is... It hasn't been a key to ours. Like we don't need really? two TVs. Like, but does, does she watch sports? I mean, but she likes watch. Sports she does like you. sports. Well, that's the thing. I mean, if you can agree on something to watch, then it's all great. And she does like, walk, watch that damn Bachelor. Oh, see, and then, she watches that dang Hallmark Channel like yeah. every time when I get home. The same movie over and over again. Sure. And so, well, then do you sit down and watch it with her, no. or not? See, she watches The Bachelor or Bachelorette, like, hopefully when I'm not there because gotcha. she knows. Now, that's been a little different. But yeah. she knows, like, she can't stand watching it with me because I make fun of it every, like, See, five seconds. And, and I'm the exact same way. It's like 90 Day Fiance, I think it's called. Never heard like, of it. Okay, it's like literally someone gets married, I think, in 90 days. And, like, the, it's, it's like The Bachelor, basically. Okay. But it's kind of scripted. Nicole loves it. Yeah, so, like, my wife watches that, but she understands. Don't Listen. tell Steph about it. I hope she's not yeah, listening. Right. <laughs> Let's go and hit that dump button real quick. But in terms of that, like, listen, she understands, like, when I'm home, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to watch it. So, like, but that's the cool thing about our relationship and our marriage is, like, listen, I watch a lot of stupid stuff. That I was going to say, you I mean, watch I watch some professional stupid stuff. Wrestling. I mean, well, to some people, they call it stupid. <laughs> Obviously, I love I love watching it. Like, pro wrestling, though, uh, you know, cartoons, things like that. Like, my wife, it's, yeah, not really into it. So then she can go watch her own stuff. And, yeah, that's and we fair. agree. You know, like, I'm not going to watch 90 Day Fiance. She's not going to watch all the cartoons that I watch. And we're happy because of it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I was, I was, we're probably the uh, little abnormal in that department. You're probably the safe bet is get two TVs and, yeah. and two places to watch. Like, yeah. I don't Do you have a TV in your bedroom? We do, but we, we hardly ever use it. Yeah, I don't yeah. have one. That's where the second TV is. So Okay, that's yeah. fair enough. Yeah, but uh, that was like the, the that argument was what happened today is I was watching The Umbrella Academy. Season yeah. 2 is out today. Nice I watched done. the first episode, and Nicole walks by, and she goes, what are you watching? And I'm like, you're going to hate on this, but yeah. you'll watch a show I can predict the ending of before it even starts. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Aren't most shows like that now? It certainly seems Here's like. Here's the thing. There's two schools of thought. Either you spend time together and watch television, but why would you want to watch TV with somebody if they're miserable, right? Like, if I watch The Bachelor with you, I'm going to be miserable. Yeah. So don't you want me at my best? You do. Do you not want me to be miserable when I'm watching TV yeah. with you? So just l- let me go to the other room and watch my own stuff, and I'll say what's up to you when I'm done. Here's the other issue. The, the new issue we have with TV watching, though, is, is like, the kids stay up late, mm-hmm. especially during this time. And so, like, we want to watch Ozark while the kids aren't watching. Oh, you, yeah. yeah that's and so you, you got to start it at, like, 1130 or midnight. And so now I haven't seen Ozark in like three months. We we were cruising Brent's through it, for it yeah. and I haven't seen it. Yeah. And so now it's like we just put it down. Like yeah. we have done that with several shows where we were just watching and now it's like four months have passed. Heck, two years. We were watching like This Is Us mm-hmm. a while back and uh, haven't seen it in two and a half years. Like I think they're on season like seven or something now. And it's, That's we're the done. thing, man. That's the thing with having kids like. Especially watch trying to watch a movie at home. Like I haven't watched a rated R movie since like the Obama administration, dude. <laughs> it's been so long. Like since I can just turn on a television and like have you know gratuitous violence and bad language. Like yeah, those days are long gone for me. Because I mean, look, I-, I go to sleep at ten o'clock. I'm not gonna stay up an extra two hours just to watch a movie. No, I'm gonna be sleeping during it. Yeah. So uh, yeah. one last TV thing. You know what we still have in our kitchen? Now? I haven't taken it down. I have no idea why. What do you got? And I think we, I, I want to say we took this from Albany. We had this in Albany. I think we took it over. 
You know those TVs that you have, like you hang on the 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 cabinet. We had one growing up. I you, remember that. <laughs> You know, those things, yeah, they're yeah, so cabinet. retro. It's so retro right now. <laughs> I know. Are we living in a time machine over there? We still have that in our kitchen. Like, we don't use it. Yeah. Have, I don't even think it works. Just, just haven't taken it down. And I think we just put a it flex. up. I, I swear we didn't. I don't think we bought it here. Yeah. I think we had it in Albany. Yeah. And and that would have been some, you know, 12, 13 years ago. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. We put this up. <laughs> All right. No. So you have to come clean about something real quick before you go to break here. You have an outdoor fireplace. Little yes. flex, okay? Big money, Marno. Be honest with me. Don't lie to me. Do you have a TV in your fridge? <laughs> hey, I wish. Hey, do you have a TV in your fridge? I wish. You don't have one? Listen, if I could, it's a thing. If I could yeah. put myself on TV in the fridge, <laughs> I would do it. Well, you know, TVs. I mean, there are TVs, there are in, TVs fridges. in fridges. Uh, on fridges, yeah. Like on the like on the oh, outside that's a of thing them. Now, yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, man. Come on. There's also a you, TV that has an app that shows you the inside of the fridge, so you while you're shopping, yep. you can see what you need. So is it like the gas station screen? Kinda, yeah. On but, the TV? But get this, though. It's like on the fridge, you can actually go on social media as well. Like, say you have to go make a sandwich, you go to get some milk or something. There was a... Oh, I wonder what, what's going on on Twitter. There was, um, I'm texting Steph right now and saying, hey, it's for it's our anniversary, we're getting a new fridge. <laughs> well, here's... here's This actually will go well with Let's you. Let's go and check that real quick. There was a, a girl that got grounded, got her phone taken away and she tweeted from the fridge and the tweet like blew up <laughs> here we go brent right here here's what you need man call steph right now go to best buy pick it up um after the show we got the samsung family this is a nice commercial for them <laughs> samsung family hub uh 24.2 cubic feet whatever that means three door french door uh, fingerprint right resistant. Look at that thing. Fingerprint. Yeah. Hey, get your kids' Grammy fingerprints off there. Not even an issue, man. I am getting that thing. $2,900. Do they have 0% financing? Um, 24 month financing. Doesn't it say the details? 24 month almost, financing usually means zero. Yeah, so I with, might that, be in. with that being said, it's going to be three grand and then throw in the uh, five year protection for another 600 nah, bucks. You don't so. get the protection. That's, be all, oh, that's for suckers. Protection's a waste of money. That's for suckers. Yeah. I got you. Friends going to be breaking Jaguars news from the fridge. <laughs> I mean, look at that though, man. Look, look at that screen. Look at that display. Hey, I've been doing the sports cast at home. Yeah. I'm going to next week be doing sportscast in front of my fridge. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. Like, I could probably put the Action Sports Jacks logo in that monitor on the fridge. Here's what we really need to do right now. We really need, because since we have big news today breaking at 5 o'clock. We do. We're not getting a new TV in the studio. You weren't it's, supposed it's, to it's tell anybody that. that. We're supposed to drag oh, that sorry, along. Sorry, we're dragging it out. My bad. <laughs> it, it could be at 5, could be at 4. We'll see. <laughs> but with that being said, though, uh, Spoiler alert, it's not that we're getting a new TV in the studio, okay? So we're still TV-less here no, in our studio. there's games going on, but we oh, can't I know, watch. I know, but so here's what Cruise we're going to do. Cruise scan, though. I'm going to go to Best Buy, use the company card, and we're going to buy this it. fridge, and we're going to put it right in the corner. <laughs> so now we can, we can put those bottled waters that you got, man, from our friends at uh, yeah, CGC Water. CGC Water. Very put good. them in the fridge, obviously. Maybe a couple basic beverages as well, and let's watch some basketball. I like what you're talking about you right now, get it, man. <laughs> we, let's get it. No, hey, it's time we, to get a TV, we, a fridge we, with a TV we, in it. We went from like a 32-inch. Yeah. $150 TV to the fridge TV. You better believe it, man. That's what you get for waiting so long here. Social media and too. How annoyed would your media. family be if you streamed the show every day on the fridge? I love it. It's going to get up our viewership. How, Why how not? How can this not be an endorsement? It's got to be. I mean, we got to get rocking on this. Sales team on line one right Let's now. Let's get it. Let's get it. Uh, hey, Jags rookies did talk today. What do you think about these guys? C.J. Henderson, Caleb on Chase on. Uh, let's begin talking there because, uh, well, we got some stuff coming out of Jags headquarters. We have to celebrate that. Talk about it. Uh, what do you think of the two first-round uh, picks for the Jacksonville Jaguars? One seems like he's got a big personality. Mm-hmm. The other one? 
doesn't say a thing, mm-hmm. uh, which is okay. And it's so interesting because of the guy is replacing essentially uh, in terms of hopefully being a well, shutdown corner. Especially the, the, the position that he's playing too. Keep in mind, no doubt. Yeah. But you could make the case he's arguing the other guy that was kind of quiet. Now we're he's talking. replacing uh, uh, AJ Boye. Yep. So uh, we'll talk about those guys. The rookies. They talked today. What did they have to say? And how bright is their future here in Jacksonville as Jags reload at a couple of positions? That's coming up next. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We do have a special announcement. A big announcement. Coming up a little bit later on in the show. First and foremost, obviously, um, I'm excited to be here. Um, last time I've been on the football field was January 13th. Uh, so um, it's been a long time. So being here is, is a blessing. I'm excited to do everything that we have going on. And uh, my main thing right now is just uh, being in shape and just taking care of my body. Obviously, we don't have preseason games this year. So just really take care of my body for the, you know, the extended training camp that we have this year and for the long season. Um, I've kind of been prepared for that uh, back at LSU with the 15-game season we had, but I'm trying to stay as limited to as many things as possible. Um, we get tested every day, so um, I'm excited and I'm glad that I'm, I'm coming back negative every time and I'm able to be with the team. So um, that's kind of the ideal of what, I, what we have going on. That is Caleb on Chase on Jaguars rookie. Talking to the media, and uh, he's he looks like he's a fun guy, big personality guy. I think uh, already working on the brand. We've seen him on social media, and I think he's reason uh, to be excited about. Uh, Jaguars said, hey, they would have taken him even higher. Remember, if you're from the draft time, mm-hmm. and they really liked him, and they end up getting him at 20. I'm convinced uh, most draft boards uh, look that way after you get a guy. You said, yeah, we would have taken him 12 picks higher if you, but but we got him here at 20. <laughs> whatever to make you look good but bottom line is uh this guy could be a big get for the jacksonville jaguars i think he has a lot to prove he's a he's a little unproven in a sense it's not like he comes from every year 10 sack guy in college he's not that guy he's had some success and he's got the parts and it really looks like they just drafted yannick and gakwe all over again uh a little bit a little bit bigger uh than in gakwe and given this situation, he did give them insurance uh, to a degree in, in this kind of setting in this season when Ngakwe could sit out for the entire season. So the Jaguars could have gone from huge hole and concern in the pass rusher spot to, hey, you know what? We got a couple guys we really like, and they're talented, and we'll see uh, where it goes from here. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Coos on a Friday. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for hanging with us on all the different platforms, ESPN690.com on the stream, in your car on ESPN690 on the AM side, also all over Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And as I just told my mom coming in, just ask Alexa, Mom. Yep. Say ESPN 690 Jacksonville, and you can listen as simple as Ask your that. fridge. I'm sure your fridge can have it, too, if you have so one of those if fridges. If you have a TV fridge. Throw us on there. Take a picture. Sir, yeah, I, I want to see a photo. I want to know. Yeah. I, I've told Kuz uh, this a bunch, and I've probably said it to you. And by the way, we're getting to the point where we're around each other so much that I'm starting to duplicate my stories. I just told uh, Austin about oh, my good. living room story where I want to put one of those porch-like bed swings in my living room yep. instead of a, a sectional or yep. a, a recliner. Yep. And it's a game changer. 
And he's looking at me like, I've heard this story before, but I'm going to be nice and not tell you. Well, yeah, that's it. I heard the story. I already told him once before. I must be running out of stories. We're around each other too much. Well, I know. And that's my case. I'm going to start making up stories from now on. Everything I'm going to say from now on is a made up story. So get ready for that, guys. You, See how good my, my imagination is. You had a good. I mean, we could do like a, a better homes type of. I know yeah. there's a magazine like that, so we can name the show yep. that. But we could do something of the sort, mm-hmm. like on the weekend, you and I, because like you're gonna, you just told me you're gonna <laughs> oh, put yeah. like ski lifts potentially yeah. in your living room. Yeah, yeah. I like the idea. I mean, yep. we are thinking outside the box. We are. People man. should come to us for their home decor, dude. Especially, I mean, you think about social media, brand. We can have. A, I don't want to listen. ESPN six ninety. That's the brand right now. That's what we're focused on. But I'm just saying, a little side gig we could have going on Absolutely. is a little interior decorating, a little interior remodeling with Brent and Austin. No doubt. Kind of have like our own little show on the side. And show on the side. Yeah. Ponzi scheme. Whatever it's in. <laughs> whatever works. <laughs> that's what Facebook was for. What, what can we say? <laughs> Never works. Yeah. Investors, possibly just, you. Just a little something on the a side. A little something on the side. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, so what's uh, what do you think about this guy? What do you think about Caleb on Chase on? Do you have high hopes for him, or is it going to be, well, be patient, folks. It's going to take a little bit. Yeah, you know, I mean, listen, I've been very adamant about how I felt about him off the combine, right? I said he's got a great first step. To me, it's a lot like the Josh Allen effect. Josh Allen last year had ten and a half sacks. Josh Allen has even come close yet to scratching the ceiling just because a lot of those sacks came from his strength, his physicality, his athleticism. Okay, now, once those pass rush moves start coming around, once he develops a great counter, the sky is the absolute limit for Josh Allen. To me, it's the same thing about Chason as well, where Chason has that great first step, you know, and I think he's got a great dip and rip move, how that's going to work at the next level just by itself, we'll see. But I love the fact that he's got the first step off it because you can build things off that first step. You can teach him proper hand placement. You can teach him pass rushing moves. But what you can't teach somebody is how to have a great first step. Either you're born with that or you just don't have it. Sorry. And guess what? Chase on has it. So from that perspective, I'm intrigued to say the least about Chase on this year. Yeah, well, that's I mean, listen, you, you know, the position you yeah. did it. Uh, in the NFL, and you always talk about first step. You I said it about Marcel Darius it, and what makes him special. It's annoying, I get uh, it. <laughs> and maybe you should bring him back. Nah, but I yeah. think it's it's a common theme, and mm-hmm. and so it's you can't teach some of it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in, in most sports, uh, like in my sport and baseball, people say you can't teach speed, and you can't. I mean, you, you can't coach that. So if you got it, it's a great tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you can coach hand movement. You can coach uh, moves and, and adding to your resume, but you can't teach speed. Mm-hmm. And in this sense, it's a first step. Yep. And if you have that, you don't. You maybe don't need that to be really good. But if you have that, you have the chance to be very good. Absolutely. Listen, there's a. Th- and this is the cool thing about rushing the passer, right, Brent? When we talk about pass rushers, they come in all shapes and sizes. You have your Khalil Max in one corner and your Josh Allens, a.k.a. Black Panther. Then your other corner, you kind of have the smaller guys, like maybe like a Yannick Ngakwe or like a Von Miller. You know, guys are a little undersized, but they can use their bodies to their advantage. So with that being said, yeah, you don't have to have that first step. But if you don't, then you better believe you better have the technique um, and just kind of the savvy to go along with it. I think the Bosa brothers are two prime examples of this, right, where it's if you watch Nick or Joey Bosa at the Combine, you know, they ran four sevens. Their get-offs were, they were okay, but let's be honest, they didn't really blow the doors off of in terms of athleticism, um, you know, and just speed. 
where the Bosa brothers come around and absolutely dominate the NFL, it's their technique. It's their it's their hand placement. I mean, you know, this past year, Nick Bosa, you know, rookie of the year, say what you want about him compared to Josh Allen. But if you watch Nick Bosa with the 49ers, man, that guy and his pass rushing moves and where he is in the field, his field presence, it's of that of a 10-year vet, okay? Mm-hmm. And once again, that's something that obviously takes time to learn. But if you come out of Ohio State like that and you're ready to go rookie year, well, you can't teach that, can you? So that, that's another attribute that you can have coming from college to the pros. With my point, though, with, with Chase on and even Josh Allen, it's that first step can be very beneficial. Now, don't get me wrong. When you get to be like a six, seven, eight, nine year vet, well, then that, that speed can start to go a little bit, and you have to rely on something else. I compare it to Justin Houston. Justin Houston of the Kansas City Chiefs, who I spent some time playing with, and obviously now with the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, if you look at his numbers, man, one of the most prestigious pass rushers of all time, and he has the sack numbers to back it up. Justin Houston, not necessarily the, the, the fastest get off, but he's got the strength, man. Probably the strongest guy I've ever seen in person. He's got the strength. He has the bull rush, and the last thing to go in your body is your power. So obviously, he still has a career as well. So it's all about how you fit into your body and how you can use it. And when I see Josh Allen, when I see Chase on, I see two great guys with two great first steps. Yeah, that's good to know, and and I think that's promising. I like mm-hmm. it. Uh, when you uh, just a, a real quick thought on that to double back on the first step and not get too crazy. In into it but uh do you like notice it right away say you don't even know a game like you haven't done a stuff on a game yeah. but is it something like uh, i don't know what the equivalent is i'm trying to find something like uh like if i was watching golf i'd be like wow that's a sweet swing you know it just looks different while most some people be like all golf swings look the same you sure. know i mean I've, i think i've seen enough golf but like wow that looks different or uh you know some people in baseball can be like man the hands on that guy or or that quick bat speed of a of a guy uh, or hands at the plate you know mm-hmm. just things like that so people notice stuff is my point Correct. you've been around the game enough like if you went to a high school game yeah would it be something that you'd be like dang that kid's got a quick first so, step does that jump out like almost immediately so it's funny right because there's two differences that's a great question right where sometimes a kid can have great timing Right, because uh, yeah. you, you can have great timing, kind of see when the ball snapped, and you get a good first step. Right. Sometimes when you watch a pass rusher work, it's like, well, that guy was offside. How did he get such a great jump off? No, he timed the snap count. The tackle then got out of a stance in time, and he blew right past him. That's having great timing, having great footwork. Sure, maybe you can see it on TV, but what I really need to do is I need to see it in person. And the reason why I figured out Marcel Darius, this was when would the Darius get signed to Jacksonville? Uh, well, he traded. I'm sorry, uh, traded. Uh, back in 17, mid-year, so mid-17. That, so it would have been the following season, the 18 season. So I wasn't working on the show yet then, but I remember going to a, a training camp. And obviously, being a defensive guy, I was watching the defensive line. And there's there's a thing called a line drill. Basically, you have four defensive linemen line up on the line, and there's like a football with a stick on it, yeah, right? I've and then the it. coach pulls the stick, and the guys go. Well, I could tell watching Marcel Darius go through that drill twice that he was something special. Huh. And like ever since I saw that, 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 that day of training camp, I'm like, yeah, Marcel Darius, great first step. And I've been preaching it ever since. I didn't know what Marcel Darius was bringing in, in Buffalo. I mean, I followed his career a little bit, but I didn't know, like, wow, this guy's got a great first step. It wasn't until I actually saw it in person where I realized, yeah, this guy is special. Now, you can watch it on film and everything, but watching it live on TV can be kind of hard to see. It's funny. We're uh, kind of morphing two conversations because people are thinking Marcel Darius. Well, are they talking about him because he could replace <laughs> Al Woods with the Jags be interested in? That's yeah. not really the conversation we're on right now. We're comparing first steps, and you've already – always said Marcel Darius has that quick first step. You can't teach it. And Calevon Chason has that, in your opinion. Yeah. Uh, and and we'll see what it means. We'll see what it brings. Mm-hmm. See, I kind of look at 
uh, Josh Allen, mm-hmm. who's coming off a ten and a half sack season and a really good season. I said this a lot about him last year. If Calais Campbell wasn't walking off the field next to Josh Allen, mm. you would say, "My goodness, what a specimen Josh Allen is!" For sure. But because six Calais <laughs> is six eight three hundred, you're yeah. like, "My goodness, that guy!" Uh, and he almost makes Josh Allen look small. For sure. My point being, like Josh Allen to me, and, and don't take this the wrong way. I hope this is is the comparison we make on the playing field for a long time to come. But Khalil Mack has a little bit of that to me, mm-hmm. like where it's just like, my goodness, what a what a good looking athlete, what a specimen. That guy, he can he can run through you, he can run around you, he can he can probably do a bunch of things. Well, I look at Josh Allen and I feel that way. It's the exact same ballpark, and it, and it, to me, it, it's the only comparison you can have right now of Josh Allen and Khalil Mack. Keep in mind who Khalil Mack was in college. Okay, he was um, a raw individual coming from the University of Buffalo. Okay, obviously coming from the University of Buffalo, you pay smaller competition probably aren't coached up the best in terms of technique and when you go to the pros well you're expected to go right away it reminds me remember marcus davenport from the university of san antonio okay goes to new orleans now he's having an okay career but once again another freak of nature but took some him some time to transition to the pro game right didn't really have all the tools at his disposal to be successful right away cleo mack did like it's very rare we can take athleticism and strength coming from a, like a smaller school like Buffalo and transitioning that into the NFL. Khalil Mack did that. If you watch film on Josh Allen in college, yes, obviously the guy's a freak in nature. He's huge, you know. Like it's, once again, looks like Black Panther. Plays like Black Panther. But if you watch his like his moves and his skill set, like yeah, he used a lot of his speed, athleticism, and his power to get those sacks. And obviously he's got a drive as well. But keep in mind. When he got to the NFL, there's a school of other things. Look, well, eventually you got to start working on your hands a little more, and you have to work on your pass rush skill set because you can't get by with your athleticism and your power. Well, guess what? Josh Allen, his rookie campaign, got by with his athleticism and power. That's how rare it is, and that's why I compare him to Cleo Mack. So that's why I'm so intrigued when Josh Allen can develop his pass rush moves even more. I think he's going to be unstoppable. Wow, that's, uh, and again, high praise. Uh, by the way, great nugget of knowledge right there that uh, University of San Antonio did not know that. Marcus Davenport, Davenport, man. Right. Well, the only reason I know that is because my cousin played baseball there, so that's why ah, I know okay. that. okay, good. Yeah. But don't you have to tell us why. You just, okay. That's how deep the knowledge I'm, bank I'm goes. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm just that knowledgeable in the NFL draft Thank information. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you do a lot of homework. <laughs> yes, sir. In that sense. So, uh, Chason, where we just spun off to Josh Allen, Chason doesn't strike me as that kind of athlete, I guess is what I was getting at. And so now we see how does that first step help. How does he develop his moves? Does he even get stronger in terms of wh- whether you want to call it man strength or, or is there more of a, a build to that frame? Uh, we'll see. Uh, yeah. We'll see a lot of those things. Like I said, I, I mean, it really looks like they drafted a guy that looks like Jan that probably is a, a shade bigger in terms of heavier. Yeah. Uh, therefore, potentially, again, the knock against Jan at times has been the run game. Does Chason have the ability to play the run game a little bit better? We'll see. So listen, when we talk about Josh Allen kind of being comparable to like the, having the style of a Khalil Mack or maybe of like a Julius Peppers back in the day, 
Chason's going to be more comparable to like a Von Miller, um, a Frank Clark, or like a Dexter Lawrence in their prime when they're playing well. I mean, right? Where you have to rely on that first step, you have to rely on your bend a little more, and it's more about speed. Now I've said Josh Allen, he's got a great first step as well, but with Josh Allen, it's it's everything, right? It's the whole power, it's but yeah, with with Chason, and you saw pictures of him, looks to be in shape, looks pretty jacked, good for him. But it's going to be all about that first step and using his speed and his bend because that's what he's accustomed to coming from LSU. Chason not afraid to show us what he's doing on social media. No, man. You know what? And, and if I had abs and sh- traps like that, I won't be afraid either. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to like this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really do. Uh, CJ Henderson, a little more difficult <laughs> to get a feel for. Let's talk about him yeah. a little bit when we come back. Take a timeout. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Still have the NBA to talk about. We also have what's going on with Antonio Brown to talk about. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit more about MLB. What's going on with the schedule? Now, are they even going to get 60 games in? And is it okay if they don't? Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have... SEC and ACC football. We have a big announcement, major announcement coming up at 5 o'clock, which will include a guest, a name you know. It's all in the way on ESPN 690, Star Star 690, 904-362-9901 to jump in. I think that'll help me out a lot, you know, the competition I've been against, you know, day one in the SEC. thing is going to help me, you know, tremendously with my confidence and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm ready to go out there and help, help the team any way I can. C.J. Henderson, Jacksonville Jaguars, first-round pick, number nine overall. Somewhat of a surprise. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I thought it was like, oh, that feels like a reach, man. It feels like a reach. I wasn't in love with it. I would have been more in love with uh Say him. Say his name. Say Diggs. Oh, I thought you were going to say Diggs. <laughs> no, no, no. I thought you were going to say Diggs. No, I, but I do think that Diggs is the uh, – who went to Tennessee that slid as well? My boy Christian Fulton. Yeah, Fulton. I'm talking about the guy that's going to surpass Diggs this year in terms of productivity. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Christian Fulton. Brent, check him out. Uh, so I can't wait till pro football focus breaks down those numbers. And I <laughs> is that we're, gonna go, we're not going pro football focus in those numbers. How can you not? It's the eye test. No, it's going the eye test. We're, we're going to to have about 100 plays to break down me and you, and we're going to sit in the office and we're going to watch Fulton, then we're going to watch Diggs, and we're going to come to a conclusion who was the better player that year. Fulton and Diggs, which by the way sounds like either a great law firm or a great name in general, just Fulton Diggs. Fulton Diggs sounds... Doesn't that sound good? Dude, that's an action hero if I've ever heard one right there. Like, <laughs> it's hey, a great name. Hey, hey, Rock, go go ahead and like take a seat. Fulton Diggs is coming. Right. Don't worry about it. Uh, so we'll keep our eye on Fulton Diggs, but I, it those kind of players were available later mm-hmm. on. Yeah. And so from a name recognition standpoint, plus I think we're a little fatigued with Gators being picked. So all of that added up and it's like, oh, C.J. Henderson. So I think, listen, I think he's going to be a good player. I cannot tell you that I think he's going to be a great player. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen enough. From the college days. The resume doesn't show that mm-hmm. from the college days. In fact, if you go back and you look at some of the guys that have been picked before, a guy like Vernon Horgraves, who we discussed a couple of days ago, was way better or appeared to be better and that, and really hasn't done much in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's to us. That's to the resume talk. That's to, wow, I saw that on Saturdays. Henderson doesn't give us a lot of that. And so uh, that's what's got everybody kind of on, all right, how good is he going to be? Uh, how good is he going to be? And the question is, it's not can he be Jalen Ramsey good. Mm-hmm. Would you take him if he can be 2017 A.J. Boye good? Yeah. So this is the thing. 
right where, and even last year when the Jaguars drafted Josh Allen, I said, I think Josh Allen's going to have a great year. Now, I, I didn't foresee 10 and a half sacks no. even, but I think, you know what? He's going to fill in right away, and he's he's going to do his thing. But you had a right? great feeling when Allen was picked feel. that he was going to be a good player in the NFL. Without a doubt. You had a great feeling. But this goes to the position uh, of cornerback, right? Where, obviously, if you go back and look at C.J. Henderson's stats, it's not like Josh Allen. It's like, well, look at how many sacks Josh Allen had. You know, or it's not like Chase Allen. It's like, well, look at Chase Allen's first step. Look at his pass rush moves. Like, you can go back and watch C.J. Henderson, and he's backpedaling. He's taking a guy man-to-man. And you know what? They're probably not going to throw his way. So that's all you have to go off of of C.J. Henderson. Now, yeah, he didn't have one interception last year. But once again, how many teams actually threw his way? I don't have the answer to that. So to me, the cornerback position is always hard to kind of figure out of like who's going to be that dog and who's not going to be. Like obviously Akuda right now, there's a lot of hype around Akuda, right? He was kind of the bona fide, you know, top cornerback taken. And I think if the Jaguars had Akuda right now, you'd be like, all right, we're fine. You would hey, feel better. Jalen, who? Not worried about it. With C.J. Henderson, there is a little more, I think, of the question mark here. Keep in mind, I mean. You look at guys like Richard Sherman. You know, Richard Sherman went late in the draft. Nobody thought Richard Sherman was going to be anything. But for whatever reason, you know, Pete Carroll saw something, made him work in the system, and Richard Sherman still to this day is probably one of the best cornerbacks in the league. You know, like a, like a Marcus Peters who was taken late on in the draft, I think pick number 18. Um, I don't think anybody really expected Marcus Peters to be that guy. Now, Marcus Peters takes a lot of risks and sometimes he gives up the, the long ball. But I'll tell you what, he's made a home for himself in Baltimore. So that's the point to me is – the transition from cornerback from college to the pros, it's probably one of the hardest positions to transition to, number one. And number two, it's hard to tell from combine. If he, I, mean, I get it. If he's got loose hips, that helps. Okay, if he's got good footwork, <laughs> fantastic. But unless he's like that Okuda or unless he's like that Jalen Ramsey type where you saw his Jalen Ramsey's long arms, you knew he was going to be special, you don't necessarily know what you have with C.J. Henderson until you see him on the field. It's simple as that. Yeah, I, I think you're right, and he's fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has potential. I guess the thing that gets you excited is the fact that on draft night, there were some folks that all of a sudden the national guys and GMs around the league, and maybe it was smoke, but there was information surfacing that, hey, a lot of people think C.J. Henderson mm-hmm. is a heck of a lot closer to a CUDA yeah. than a lot of people have given it credit for the entire draft process. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? How does that play out? You're right. If, if a CUDA was here, I think people would be like, yeah, mm-hmm. we got ourselves the next Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Because Henderson felt like more of a reach compared to where he was expected to go in the draft. Mm -hmm. And because I do really feel like this, because he's another Florida Gator and some have panned out and some haven't, that I think people are lukewarm on the whole Henderson thing, unfairly to him maybe. But it's an interesting perception based on how they were viewed going into the draft. And I, I think that's really interesting to see, even though, who knows, at the end of the day, C.J. Henderson might be the better player. Exactly. I'm, I'm going to be honest right now. Literally, obviously, there's a difference, I think, between Okuda and C.J. Henderson. And I think that biggest difference, right, wrong, or indifferent, is the fact that C.J. Henderson's ability in the run game, right, where a lot of scouts out there said that he wasn't aggressive enough uh, with his tackling and kind of shied away from contact a little bit. Going to be honest with you. 
I really don't care if my cornerback is a bona fide tackler or not, okay? Because that's not what the cornerback gets paid for. All I need is Once those guys had to try to tackle Derrick Henry, it didn't yeah. matter anyway. <laughs> it didn't matter to Jalen Ramsey. It didn't matter to Earl, Earl Thomas and the Ravens. Yeah, Earl Thomas talks a big game until you see Derrick Henry running at you with full force. So I get that. I think, uh, uh, you know, a lot of the... The scouts that got kind of turned off maybe to that pick was the fact that he wasn't great in the run game. And I understand you play in a division that's going to be predicated on the run. But at the same time, if I'm expecting C.J. Henderson to be one of my tackle leaders, well, then this defense isn't for him in the first place. Right. I don't need C.J. Henderson to go out there and get tackles for loss. What I need C.J. Henderson to do is guard guys like Brandon Cooks, is to guard guys like T.Y. Hilton, or to, is to guard guys like A.J. Brown and maybe Corey Davis and lock them up man-to-man. That's what you need C.J. Henderson to do. So I don't take a lot of stock into the fact that, well, what's he going to be like in, in the run game? It'll get better, right? Because the last thing a corner wants to do, listen, and I get he's a quiet guy, but he still has pride, okay? There's still an ego there. And the last thing you want to do is have people rewind the film on you, whether it's in team meetings or on this show on the wall that says it all, of you not being able to tackle, all right? So I think those things will eventually get adjusted, but I'm not too worried about his tackling abilities. I'm more worried about his lockdown capabilities. Who are you more interested to see develop, Henderson or Chase on? See, to me, it's... It's got to be Henderson, just from the standpoint of, I think, with Josh Allen. Like, to me, Chase is not really a luxury because Yannick Ngakwe, regardless of what happens this year, will be gone probably next year. So Chase Allen will be counted on as a lot um, as the season progresses and as the years go by. But C.J. Henderson is expected to come in right away and essentially replace Jalen Ramsey. Now, that's not what, I mean, that's not, I think, what you and I are expecting him to do. Like, we're not going to be ready to call him the next Jalen Ramsey. But I'm just saying Jaguars fans out right now who are still a little bitter, still a little salty about Jalen Ramsey leaving, well, they see this guy come in now. Oh, okay, well, this is a guy that's going to replace Jalen Ramsey. Let's see what he has. So I'm more interested in watching to see what the, what the starting cornerback and the starting one cornerback can do for this team going forward. Yeah, it's uh, interesting because I don't know who people would pick. In fact, I might put it out there. I like the, uh, so I like the idea uh, of who are you more interested to see and develop. I'm gonna. Can I be a little sunshine and rainbows on a Friday? Why wouldn't you be, man? It's a beautiful outside right now. It's a little hot, but it's still nice. I always think you need to get lucky as a franchise. Like you need to have some fortunate things go your way. That listen, you you might have had the smarts to make an educated guess, but you didn't know it would be this. Like sure. Minshew, we talked about last like a couple days ago, right? Yeah. He could change the entire dynamic of the city if you get really lucky. Yep. Well, could the Jags get lucky with a guy like Trey Herndon, who might be better than people think if you start looking at some of the numbers he had last year, really good. Mm -hmm. And then they go get Henderson and bam, they replace kind of at least some of the production of Ramsey and Boye. Mm -hmm. Could the Jags get lucky where they could have this disaster situation in Ngakwe, can't keep a young, talented pass rusher, and they get Chase on at number 20 in the draft and he's a good player and you don't even remember Yannick Ngakwe two years from now. Listen, it's always a possibility, right? And that's the thing that they have going against them right now is that you have to replace A.J. Boye and Jalen Ramsey. Those are big shoes to fill and keep in mind. They're big shoes to fill right now in a pandemic where you're not really playing with your teammates right now. So there's a lot to go on with Trey Herndon and obviously C.J. Henderson, but we're going to find out real quick, aren't we? Herndon and even Chason could make the Jaguars look smarter than they are, Mm -hmm. is my point Mm -hmm. in that situation. Uh, When we come back, there is a stormy weekend potentially on deck. How do you say the hurricane's name? (laughs) And uh, we'll give you an update on that. Plus the NBA. How good of a first night was it as they already begin action on game two? That's next on ESPN 690. This is the story of the one. 
As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.